Welcome to this week's episode of The Gridline. Today we will we'll be talking about the Dutch Grand Prix. And at the end we will also discuss what our predictions are for Monza. We are here today with Kat, Rachel and Inge. <laughs> but we are talking today about the Dutch Grand Prix. And what happened there? Well, somebody actually went. Yeah. yeah. I was there. <sighs> it was so exciting. Go on, give us a quick rundown of the experience and then we'll talk about the actual racing it it was crazy i decided to go on tuesday i think and i went on thursday and we just booked a hotel across the circuit and yeah what happened there i'm still recovering from it it was just (laughs) mental yeah i looked at yeah but we'll talk about that in an other episode in all details and who we met and all the details all the details yeah We'll do that. But now we're talking about the Grand Prix itself. Well, I mean, there was a red flag in every session apart from the race. (laughs) I think it was somewhat to be expected. It was a new track with gravel runoffs. People were always going to get beached in the the gravel runoffs and people were always going to spin off track because the elevation changes. It just makes it a bit hard to drive for the the newbie. I will say... Got my hopes up slightly for like a really exciting race. And the racing itself wasn't the greatest. It wasn't amazing. I, I don't think I was expecting amazing racing because it is a very narrow track. Yeah. It but was it was quite spectacular to watch still, all the same. I expected more people in the gravel or even yeah. more than it was because in Although first there battles, were... it was Vettel, which his car broke down. So... <laughs> Marshall Seb to the rescue. <laughs> yeah and I second think Seb could do any job in the paddock yeah could do it all <laughs> and second practice it was uh Hamilton yeah that was quite funny that's that right. quite funny for a yeah. Mercedes to break for the Mercedes to just stop I found yeah. it really quite funny it was just weird it doesn't happen to a Mercedes no that's the thing it's like it's a rare thing for them to have a technical problems but it wasn't terminal so and the first crash we had was in free practice three with Carlos Sainz. Oh yeah. I was glad they managed it... to fix his car. Mm. Looked more dramatic than it was. Yeah, I think there was a lot of like cosmetic damage on the car, but yeah. Serious. When you see the picture of the back of the Ferrari smashed up in a barrier, it looked pretty dramatic, but I don't think it was as bad as it maybe looked. No, it wasn't that, that hard of a crash. No, and like they didn't have to replace his gearbox or anything. So I'm trying there. to think of somebody who didn't go for a drive in the gravel. Max went for a spin at a point. He Lewis did. did. Valtteri did. Perez, I think, did. I can't remember. I haven't seen it all because I was there on Friday yeah. and I didn't think it so. Lando had a couple of close calls. Lando spun. Daniel Ricciardo had a pretty solid weekend, though. He did. You're right. Uh, a track where the McLarens weren't great. Yeah. I was expecting the McLarens. I think I said last week that, oh, the McLarens are going to do really well here. That's a track yes. that's going to suit them. So much for that. Well, at least they had the orange fans. Yeah. <laughs> had the orange fans. Like, it's the, one of the first races where him being mediocre has maybe reflected the car slightly more than... Mm. It has previously with Lando being like way up there. 
is the car that good and is Daniel under performing or is Lando just out driving the car? This week has made that question slightly more doubtable than maybe it was previously. And Daniel loved to be in, in the Netherlands. He was he was a full-on Max fan by the end of it, wasn't he? He was yeah. the cape. He had his orange case. He wore it at the whole driver's parade. Yeah. <laughs> Kept it on. <laughs> it was so funny. And and you saw him dancing again. I, I think he's getting back to his old Daniel. Yeah. And I missed that. Yeah, I think the break has massively helped. Yeah. But from one, one midfield car to another, the Alpha Tauri of Pierre Gasly. Phenomenal. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, weekend. So good. Of, I think it was in one of the free practice se- sessions. He stuck himself right at the top and everyone was like, oh, okay. And then he just stayed there. Right at the good. very end. I think it's really hard for him because he's had, like, everybody knows that he got demoted from Red Bull. That's everyone's impression. But actually, I think now it's a few years later. Like, he's a really solid driver. And it's today, it's exactly on the 6th of September, it's exactly one year ago he won at Monza. So yeah. maybe he good in september yeah <laughs> maybe that's it i mean it's monza next week so well i would love to see him on the podium again so yeah i, would. I wouldn't mind they're more a ferrari been a while since the ferraris have had a glory yeah. podium at monza yeah again the updates don't seem to really have yeah done they've much. been they've been average they've been ahead of the mclaren solidly this weekend yeah they had fairly solid best of the rest as in team team performance they stuck together they were pretty much dead on next to each other in every session yeah yeah and they I, they did good they were on top of the the times a lot i think they had one free practice session where it was just ferrari one two and everyone was like oh yeah so they didn't disappoint this weekend yeah only the crash of uh, signs but well yeah it could be i wonder if it's another tire temperature thing just a short lap lots of corners the same as like monaco which is where and the street circuits where they were doing quite well early in the year as well so mm. i wonder if it's the same concept yeah they also call um Zandvoort the dutch monaco so yeah it's somehow the same and they really struggle with straight line speed and Zandvoort has practically no straights <laughs> It's got a token straight, hasn't it? It has a token straight. It's not very long. Okay. Um, and qualifying, that's all out in Q1. Yeah. I think yes. the didn't look amazing all weekend. It wasn't yeah. a massive shock that Vettel was out in Q1, but Q1 was a bit of a free-for-all and there was quite a lot of cam- complaining, both yeah. about and within the Haas team. Oh. There was the also a lot of pressure. I saw a bit of the track when I was on the top of the hotel. I could see the the, the track, and I could could just see how close they were together. There was just a lot of traffic there. I mean, it's quite a statement from Mick to say that their um, relationship is beyond repair. Yeah, like in the middle of the season. That's quite. At Ziggo, they said they could hear uh, Nikita swearing and and being really mad just before that he went into the interview with them in the interview he didn't say a bad word but before that he was just losing it maybe it's no the one battle else. for not being last is fiercer than the battle for being first at mercedes yeah it's because they don't really have a first or second driver yeah no, no. one else to race because they're just at the back so they can race each other 
the only one they have to beat is each other. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally. Then, occasionally Nicholas Latifi gets involved, but only if it's a bad track for Williams. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking of bad tracks for the Williams, it wasn't great, was it? It wasn't grand, no. No. I mean, both of them crashed in Q2. I was surprised that George was able to get out of the wall and just drive to the pit again. It looked worse than it was. Yeah, it was quite shunty to Yeah, they, it wasn't it wasn't a strong Williams weekend. Qualifying no. was all right, but yeah, I think this is the thing. Like we've gotten used to seeing George stick the Williams in Q three. Yeah. Kind of we were expecting that. So when he doesn't, it's a bit like oh, even though he still qualified, we got emotionally attached to it. Yeah, like he didn't do horribly. No, at one point he got a purple sector in qualifying. Yeah, so like there were really many. Good. Sometimes a Ferrari would be happy to be in eleventh at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like, there's so many midfield teams, and I'm not counting Williams as midfield yet. But if you, there were so many midfield teams below them in qualifying. So yeah, going in the right direction for Williams. I think. Definitely. Talking about a good performing midfield team, if they are midfield, yeah, they are midfield. Alfa Romeo with Giovinazzi. They had a weekend. Okay, so Kubica stepping in for Raikkonen. We all love Robert Kubica. Yeah. He didn't have an amazing time, but Antonio Giovinazzi, he had a pretty good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And considering that for Robert, it was, I think, maybe one of the worst tracks to jump in half of the weekend, considering he just only has one arm to drive with, one and a half. It's a worst, yeah, it's not a good track to, to have disability it's not a good robert track no. he just come out of he did whack he did Le Mans as well so it ha- hasn't been too long since he was driving a very no. different style of car did all right though didn't yeah he did not he didn't put it in the wall would raikkonen have done much better mm. i don't think so exactly i did like uh did you see the instagram story that kimmy's wife put on instagram like yeah, yeah. kimmy's fine here he is. I saw it indeed. He was just like a little kid on the couch. Just chilling out on the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at his mom. What are you doing? <laughs> Will he be back next week? Uh, I think he could be back next week. Theoretically. He was tested positive on, on Saturday. Saturday, 10 days from Saturday is not by the weekend. But I no. think if he gets a negative test on Thursday, they're going to let him race anyway. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but if they think that their COVID measures are secure, then it's crazy though because when you think about it, like this whole championship, like the, I mean, I mean the actual championship, not who comes like 19th or whatever. Like it could be decided by someone testing positive. You know, like if Lewis or Max test positive and has to miss a weekend, that could have a massive impact. It does. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going a bit on a tangent, but Sergio Perez is such a disappointing second driver for me for Red Bull. This yeah. week or? Just, well, in general. And he wasn't great. Well, the thing is, he was fine. This week he did pretty good. Qualifying was a bit of a disaster, all right. That wasn't entirely his fault. No. But the race, the race was all right. Yes, he, he was one he of the was only... The one source of entertainment. Yeah, he was one of the only ones that got some overtake. Yeah. And Lando were carrying the show. Yeah. I just think he's he's a very different type of second driver. Yeah. He's racing his on his own race. He's not competing yeah. with Max because he knows and, Max is better at this point. Yeah. And he's just and, racing for the point for the team. And if you look at him even in other teams, he's always been quite like that. He'll race his own race. He doesn't 
really pay attention or care about what's going on around him. He'll do yeah. his thing. I guess it comes with the time management where I will say he doesn't that, have to care about everybody else because he's got the time management where he can just do his own. I mean, I will say I don't think he's doing masses better than when they've put like Albin or Gasly in the seat. I don't think he's doing loads better where like he has been in it for so much longer. You might expect him to be doing a bit better, but he needs to step up his qualifying. If he does better in qualifying, he will perform better in the race because he can hold them behind them but yeah if you are starting uh, at p15 or like this weekend uh, from the grid or from the pit lane um then you're already already behind yeah there's already so many more places you need to make so if he he does well in qualifying it's not a problem but yeah he doesn't do well in qualifying yet so no exactly um and the other red bull max obviously flawless yeah. It was his show. It was his show for the taking. I would have been surprised if he didn't win it. But it would have taken he took what one wheel, two wheels in the gravel in one practice session, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. With all the pressure on his shoulders, all those fans just for him, because everyone was there for him. Even the ones with Ferrari clothing, everybody was also rooting for Max. And that gives so much pressure, but he just kept his head cool and he just did it. I think it's interesting because it's the first race since, what, like Austria, where we've seen the Mercedes and the Red Bull actually going head to head on pace. They were pretty similar. I, th- I think they were the gap- identical. Yeah, the gap oh. fluctuated a lot and they were pretty much par on par. But the strategy- It only fluctuated because there was traffic in between them. Yeah, the lap times were almost identical, for, but like lap after lap, they were almost yeah. the same. It was just Mercedes got it horrendously wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. They admitted that they had the wrong strategy. They did. They did have the wrong strategy. Like They tried to fix it. And they tried to fix it by doing the same. The Rebel thing. just covered it off. Oh, and the brief, brief seconds for Valtteri's defence from Matt. Yeah. That lasted, what, like two laps? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't hurt Matt. <laughs> It didn't hurt Max because um, Lewis had traffic just before Max was closing in on Bottas. So the gap was from one second to two and a half. And yeah. that gave Max the time to pass Bottas and it didn't hurt him that much. I just think it was so funny that we had Valtteri being told, like, at this pace, you're not going to interact with the lead. Yeah. It and was, getting but told, all like, of, Valtteri didn't lose any position. No. He, it's not because he made mistakes or because he lost positions. That's not why it was not a good Valtteri race. It just wasn't a good Valtteri race because he just had absolutely no hope of catching the others. Yeah, I mean, but I just think it's so funny that they were saying, like, basically, you're slow. Like, you don't have yeah. to. And then, like, a few laps later, they're going, Valtteri, this is for the win. And you're like, what? <laughs> Everyone's like, no, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. At the end, with the uh, whole fastest lap debacle, that was good. Yeah, I, I thought it was weird to get Bottas in, because he didn't have to pit. He was doing, doing just fine. Yeah. Just to give Hamilton the pit window, so Bottas wouldn't come before yeah. him. And he was just like... His, his humble interviews afterwards as well. He's just reached a point where he's going to fall into that robotic role that they want him to be because he just doesn't care anymore. No, he just didn't care. It was just Valtteri, it's James. And I was like, Valtteri, oh. Valtteri, it's James. Abort the lap. You're slow. <laughs> Get a move on. Come on. 
Oh, I do think the um, the Alpines did all right. They had an all right weekend. Both yeah, the Alpines had a pretty good weekend. I particularly like uh, Fernando's radio message across the line about the orange fog. Oh, what they're like? Oh, I guess Max yeah. won. <laughs> we all, the funny part about it is that he sounded so nonchalant, and we already know that Alonso is a massive Max fan. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't been subtle about it. He hasn't. And I like that they were. Um, racing against each other, both of the Alpines, yeah, and they really? were next to each other on the banking. I thought it was a cool shot to see. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the only reason they did it. Yeah, they just wanted the photo. Yeah, <laughs> good marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what I also noted about it was the start of Danny Ricciardo. Did you oh, see the video? Yeah. Of him, just before the start, he was waving because his car didn't go in first gear, I think. Yeah. And just before the start, he managed to get it in the right gear and he could start. But it was a close call. Yeah, that's a bit too close. Yeah. <laughs> too close for comfort there. And I love um, how excited Perez was with overtaking. At one point, <laughs> when he overtook Ricciardo, he was like... Let's go. Who's next? It was funny to hear. He did some legitimately good moves on people. Yeah. Oh, he did. On a track where they say you can't overtake, he did a lot. Yeah, but he did do most of them into the same corner. Yeah. (laughs) It was like that. (laughs) Yeah, but he did it. Um, Lando. Lando had an qualifying was was not up to Lando's recent standards. No. I mean, the race was put him on like potential pole. And then yeah, he wasn't. It was a bit of a um, what happened there. I don't think the car was as good as it should have been. Um, no weekend. It was also the because re- of the red flag. Yeah. The, the thing is, I think it's another one of those we've got so used to seeing these like insane performances from him that when he drives a bit, like he's Meh. not up there, we're like, oh, he's had a horrendous weekend. When actually, maybe that's just where the car is naturally going to be. Yeah. yeah could be well they meant to get one point yeah they did i am somewhat surprised with the massive disparity between them in qualifying that it was lando that ended up ahead i would have thought you know lando's in 13 can we just leave danny where he is but no team orders again Mm. that did annoy me slightly yeah because ricciardo was better all weekend yeah and it's just like it's just not really giving him a chance is it everyone's complaining about him but if McLaren aren't going to give him a chance. It's a shame. I do feel for him. Me too. What did he think about the national anthem? Because I saw some people talking about it in the in the app group we have. So I uh, I missed it because my Wi-Fi died, and it it got to like two o'clock, and it still wasn't back. And I was like, oh my god, like I'm going to miss it. I'm start. No, I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. Oh. <laughs> What was so special about it? It was sang live by Davina Michelle, and it was just good. She made it kind of her own version of, of it. I tell you what I am excited for. I'm excited for the National Anthem next week. Very much so. Yeah, I love right. the Italian and the anthem. The, the anthem and the fact that Monaskin is doing it. It's, hey! it's just going to be mental. Yeah, did you not know that? I'm pretty sure that they're doing the national anthem at Monza, but I'm sure I saw it ages ago. Maybe they are. I hope they are, because I love them. That would be quite something. It would. It would be up there with the um, Austrian one they did, with the uh, rock situation. (laughs) 
Well, it'd be the same kind of vibe, wouldn't it? Yeah. To be fair, I'd be I, on YouTube somewhere. I think our national anthem's a bit boring. I still I think, think the French one's my favourite. I like the French one and I like the German one. I like that when Nico Rosberg was yeah, I do like the German one, but it reminds me of the hymn that we sing at church because we sing a hymn at church the same tune. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not a real big fan of the German anthem, but maybe that's because I'm Dutch. Hmm. I think it's quite quite classical it's a very classic anthem yeah i just like the video of lewis i think he was asked like what he'd change or something he was like oh, i'd like our national anthem to be a bit longer because like everyone else is going on forever and there's ours is just like a chorus and that's it and i'm sorry i can't not talk about this but while we're talking about the british national anthem another british driver who might be making the step up to a better team mr george oh <laughs> uh, george Girl. I'm sorry, I saw that notification. So basically, on the day we were recording this, Valtteri has been announced that he's moving to Alfa Romeo. And I got the notification on my phone and I was like screaming, I was shaking, I was so excited. Yeah. Because I think I think we all know that that means it's going to be George in that Mercedes. Yeah. And do we think there's anybody apart from George that is going to be filling it? Uh, I don't know think that realistically that there is anybody else that's no. going to sit in that seat maybe me but i don't think george will stay no he's more likely to end up at mm-hmm. alpha yeah i'm so excited i might have to go back to being a mercedes fan i don't think i've ever been a mercedes fan before well i i am a mercedes fan and that means <laughs> i'm gonna be able to buy like mercedes merch that is george <laughs> At the same time, and it makes me so excited. I'm a Toto fan, but I'm not a Mercedes fan. Um, I mean, I'm a massive, I'm a Mercedes fan, so I am so excited. I've literally got the perfect team next year. Well, I don't know, actually, it's not probably not the perfect team because we'd love for, like, Lando to go, but I don't think he'll ever leave the plan, so. What about probably a second Dutch driver on the grid? Yes, I would like that. He will be announced. And I after this weekend, we could not all see why. That's another yeah. reason to get him in the seat. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I think it's a bit like, it's a bit the same with George as it is for with Max. Like, it doesn't really matter what team you are for. It's like you were saying with people in Ferrari clothes, you want Max to do well because he's Dutch. And it's like, I think everyone wants George to do well. And same with Lando, like. Yeah. And... I'm not even the biggest Red Bull fan, or it's just because I'm Dutch, I'm rooting for Max, but mm. yeah, I, w- I would be also a fan of Nick, but I also love Ferrari, and I also love McLaren. I'm not really on one person. I didn't even wear orange when I went to Sandford. I'm shocked. Yeah. I think I was the only one, including <laughs> Tessa. Tessa also wasn't wearing orange. I had nothing of max with me i think no i was wearing my alpha tari shoes yeah but even my red bull shoes good weekend to be wearing alpha tari stuff actually and at one time i was wearing my ferrari shoes because i i just took them off so with valtteri taking up kimmy's seat at alpha who do we think for the second seat well currently it's still ferrari owned so valtteri's alpha is quite a political team there's a sauber owned seat which is owned by Alfa Romeo and Sauber and that, the team itself. And then there's a Ferrari-owned seat. And it is the Ferrari-owned seat that is currently holding Antonio Giovinazzi. He's made a strong case this weekend. Yeah. But the, the series of 13th places before that, I think it was three or four 13th 
places in a row. Before that, not so much. No. And you've got to bear in mind that in all those races, we had quite a few DNFs. So there is there is a rumour that Mercedes are buying out the seat, the Ferrari seat, and putting Nick DeVries in it. But it's not Alfa Romeo's choice. It's kind of who puts more money into it, being mm. Ferrari, Mercedes. I still think there is a slim chance that um, Mick Schumacher could be moved up and another Ferrari be put in the house i would like that yeah i just don't really know what the situation is oh see right so i was talking about this whole silly season situation with my boss the other day and he said he would like to see valtteri bottas in a ferrari do we think that would be interesting no i just don't think it's going to happen i don't think it's going to happen no but it's hard because i don't think he's a slow driver it's just that he's always going to be compared to Lewis and this season Max. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't compete with that. No. Yeah. And I think Ferrari now with Charles and Carlos have a very strong team. I think they Ferrari is set for a good couple years. Yeah. I reckon so. And, and even when Charles or Carlos will leave, they have Mick waiting for the seat. They have Mick, they have um, Schwartzman, Eilert, Armstrong, even all the way down to Arthur Leclerc. They have such a long chain of drivers that can just yeah. rise up the ranks as and when they need to. Do we think Albon will be going into the Williams? Um, more so the Williams than the Alpha. I think I it all depends. No. Christian Horner is not the kind of man to let someone go. No. Not in the way that he's being asked to particularly when he's being asked to buy Toto. Yeah. <laughs> I think it all depends on if Giovinazzi is staying or leaving. If Giovinazzi leaves, then Albon gets a chance to get the Williams seat. Yeah, yeah. I think if he stays, I, I don't think he has a chance. I think Toto will do everything to get Nick in that seat. Yeah. And Nick has a strong case by winning the Formula E championship. Nick has a strong case. I wouldn't say Albon's case is particularly strong he's been racing in dtm he hasn't been doing overly well he has one race win but there were a lot of dnfs in the race that he did he did win um i just don't think he has that strong a case for coming back i like like the guy and i like the friendship friendships he has with the other drivers obviously but i just don't think it's an environment he would excel in i think he's too sweet for formula one (laughs) he looks so such a sweet guy (laughs) i don't think he can can manage the pressure. The way he said, they are racing me hard. I just don't think it's something that particularly suits him. I would love to see him back, but it's just not something that's likely to happen. I think a few years in an AlphaTauri wouldn't do him any harm. I just don't think it's very likely that he'll get them. I think it's very likely. I'm trying to think. The Red Bull, the Red Bull Driver Academy isn't maybe as strong as it has been in the past. There are a couple. Liam Lawson is putting up a much better show than Alex Albon is in DTM. Yeah, he is. And um, you have Dennis Hauger. I haven't seen much of Yuri Vip's results, but obviously he's around and about as well. Yeah. yeah. So there, there are some coming. There are but possibilities, yeah. but maybe yeah. not immediate possibilities. No. I, I think and I think that may play. save Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah, and maybe he will excel in his second year, but this year he just doesn't show it yet. 
No. no. Because he's next to Gasly and he's outperforming right now, but it just doesn't show it yet. He's still a rookie, but... Yeah, I think with him, it's like a it's a bit of a mix of the car not being as good as Gasly makes it look and him being a bit bad. Yeah. He's, he yeah. also has the disadvantage that he didn't do the european formula one of a formula two formula three he did the mm-hmm. asian and that's why he a lot of tracks are new for him yeah so there are a lot of tracks he didn't race on yet and this was this was one of them so a lot of whilst whilst it was a new track to the formula one calendar it is not a new track to most of the drivers no Lando is a multiple race winner on Zanfort. Um, somebody else is as well. I can't remember who. A lot of them are. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them drove it already in earlier um, race series. And for him, it was a completely new track. Monza. Yeah. yeah. Predictions. I want it so badly to be another what Zanfort is for Max and McLaren. I want Monza to return to the that for for Ferrari, I really do because I love the whole Ferrari icon culture, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think the Tifosi will be out in force. I don't think Tifosi that... will be out in force. I don't. And I will love every second of it. Not by the Ferraris, anyway. I will be extremely happy if Shell puts it in third place, but yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's fairly unlikely. It's the power base track of the two leaders. You would expect. Expect Hamilton to come out on top. However, the key thing is breaking for the chicanes rather than straight line speed per se. And the Red Bull is the better braking car, so it should be it should be pretty evenly matched. Yeah. And uh, Lewis doesn't have a great history of having great races at Monza. Max also doesn't have a great history in Italian races. No, neither of them do. So maybe we get like a Lando win or something. <laughs> well, last year proved that ev- everything can happen. Yeah. It is a year so, to the date since Pierre Gasly won in Monza. Today. Yeah. Anything can happen. We just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. I think my, my predictions, if, if all goes to plan, if all goes the way it theoretically should, uh, a Hamilton Max, you know, I'll put Charles up there because I'm a Ferrari fanboy. I reckon that. I'm going to have it take a punt and say Lewis and Max are going to hit each other and wipe, like, just wipe each other out completely. Um, and then I want to put Lando for the win. And then we'll go we'll go Charles and Carlos 2-3. Same reason I want Ferrari to do well. I would love to see Pierre on the podium again. Yeah, yeah. It's a strong I, shout. I think it will be Max or Lewis taking the win and then Bottas third. But I would love to see Pierre or one of the Ferraris again up on the podium. Yeah, I would. Or even anything powered by Ferrari. That's... I'm not sure I can see an Alfa Romeo or a Haas on the podium. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Could you imagine Mick Schumacher in his Haas? Or no, Nikita Mazepin in his Haas. Mind you, I mean, you say that, but we would have, a few weeks ago, we would have been saying, imagine George Russell on the podium in a willing. This is very true. <laughs> anything can happen. Literally anything ha- can happen. We we wouldn't be surprised if anything le- like that happens. No, That's... it is supposed to be a dry weekend. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's supposed to be dry and hot. It's been simultaneously a very dramatic and a very undramatic weekend. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I would say it was, like, a good race from the 
atmosphere and it's what for, that's what formula one is about like stuff like that but it was also a really boring race nothing <laughs> really happened yeah it was well let's end this podcast then this was this week's episode of the gridline we were recording this episode on the 6th of september the day when it was announced that bottles would leave for alfa romeo after that we got a lot of new announcements about George Russell going to Mercedes. Both Alfa Tauri drivers were staying and Albon was announced to be a Williams driver. We didn't know it yet when we recorded this so I hope you don't mind and we'll talk about these announcements in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode and please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and I'll hope you hear us next time. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.